Welcome to another episode of Knowledge Beyond Natural Boundaries. Today, I am going to expose the untold facts about predestination. Do not believe any theory, story, fable, teaching, nor motivational ideology about predestination until you listen to this podcast. As usual, we shall be consulting with the Book of Ages, the unchangeable compilation of mysteries credited to the Creator of the heavens and the earth. I am Reverend J.C. Munyewaojo, your host. Before we begin, please make sure you are not disturbed. Let concentration be your mood at this moment. I will take a few minutes of your time by His grace and you won't remain the same after this time out. You are welcome again. Now, we want to see what predestination is. A dictionary meaning of predestination says... It is the doctrine that God has ordained all that will happen, especially with regards to the salvation of some and not others. It has been particularly associated with the teachings of St. Augustine of Hippo and of Calvin. Please mind these words. Take note of these words. Number one ordained number two four ordained three called number four chosen number five elects these words do not mean predestination don't get it confused I hear and see a lot of people using these words to explain predestination. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5a says, and I quote, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb. End of quote. Here, God was assuring prophet Jeremiah that he, God, had already known him before conception. God already knew who you are and what you are going to become even before your conception. Like he knew whom Jesus was going to be on earth. He knew the plan from A to Z before Christ was born by Mary. So God knows every human being before their conceptions. He knows who they are going to be, what they are going to become on earth. But this doesn't mean God determines what you will become. Now let's look at some facts. Fact number one. There are only two 
I underline two predestinations. These predestinations are not determined by God. It is not the handiwork of God. The first one is called righteous or life predestination. And the second is called evil or death predestination. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 15. Deuteronomy 30 verse 15 says, and I quote, See, I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil. End of quote. These are the words of God. Let's move further down. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, the 19th verse of chapter 30, and I quote, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that thou and thy seed may live. End of quote. Fact number two. The choice of predestination is yours. You are the architect of whatever has happened, is happening or will happen to you in the future. You are in the driver's seat. Only you can determine your predestination. Not before you were born but when you begin your life on earth. I'll give you a series of examples shortly. Fact number three. It is true that God has chosen certain individuals for some kind of assignments before they were born. But this is not a mandate. It's also by choice. For instance, in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, God told prophet Jeremiah that he had already ordained him a prophet unto the nations before he was born. Do you know that prophet Jeremiah could reject the offer by walking contrary to the will of God for his life while on earth? So predestination is by choice. Now, this is food for thought. You may answer this question in your heart. If you think predestination is done by God, what do you think about King Saul's predestination? Was he predestined by God to be a successful king or not? The fact remains that the opportunity to make history was open before King Saul, the first king of Israel. God had great confidence in him, but he blew it. He did not choose life as God would have expected. Rather, he chose death. 
First Samuel chapter 13 verse 13 says, and I quote, And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. End of quote. Here, we could see that King Saul chose death's predestination by himself and not by God. God wished and wanted him and his lineage to reign in Israel forever. Another case study, Pharaoh of Egypt. The decision not to let the children of Israel leave the land of bondage was not scripted to be made by that particular king of Egypt. The plan of God was for any, any of the Egyptian king who might be on the throne at that point in time when the Israelites were ready to leave. It could have happened during the reign of any of the pharaohs. Another case study, Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot was not predestined by God to betray Christ. The program had already been written, predetermined that one of Christ's disciples will. So, it could have been any one of the disciples. The predestination here is that of betrayal. It is that of betrayal. It wasn't attached to anyone. But the fact remains that someone, one of his disciples, would have to choose death. Again, it's by choice. The greedy one amongst them did, and it happened to be Judas Iscariot. It could have been any of them. So, it is clear that God did not predestine Judas for the destructive work. But God knew from the beginning that it was going to be Judas because he knew every human being before their conception. Another case study. Genesis chapter 25 verse 23. And I read, And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. End of quote. This is the story of Jacob and Esau. As I have earlier explained, God deals with programs and events. God predestinates programs and events, not individuals. There was this program that Rebecca was going to give birth to two nations. One will be stronger than the other. And in the course of the program, we could see 
that all things worked according to the plan of God. Two nations were chosen, one will be stronger than the other. What nations are these two nations today? We shall see this in some other episodes, whether individuals of these two nations were personally predestinated or not. Joseph, the son of Jacob, was not predestinated to be the prime minister of Egypt. He chose righteousness and life to become who he became. The program of God was that one of the twelve sons of Jacob would become a leader in Egypt so he could help the Israelites during the long years of acute lack of food in the land. Finally, the case of Eli the priest and Samuel. God's program and plan was to have the lineage of the priesthood established in Israel. God had high hopes in Eli and his lineage. But all at a certain point, Eli chose death and God had to replace him with Samuel. God did not predestinate Eli to miss out. Eli did by himself. And since Samuel had been under the tutelage of Eli and has chosen life so far, God easily found a priest in him, that is, a replacement. In conclusion, God has given every human being the power over predestination. He has given us the power to make choices. You can become whoever or whatever you wish to become. You can choose life or death. That power is called the will power. Let's look at Revelations chapter 3 verse 20 and I read, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. End of quote. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 I quote For it is God which worketh in you both to will Underline that word will both to will I repeat both to will and to do of his good pleasure End of quote You can see that the choice is yours to use your willpower. You can use it to choose life or to choose death. Your predestination and post-destination is in your hands. There is a lifestyle and an image established by the righteous one, Jesus Christ. If you choose this image, then you are guaranteed a predestination of life. According to Romans chapter 8, Romans 8 
verse 29. If you are ready to choose life and become heaven-bound, please meditate on these Bible verses. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4, 5, 11, and 12. Romans chapter 8, verses 28 to 30. And finally, Romans chapter 9, verses 15 and 16. Let us read Romans chapter 9, verses 15 and 16. I read, For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. End of quote. This looks like a confusing portion of the Bible to many. These verses do not at all imply that there is a predestination of mercy and compassion for some individuals. Rather, it's a warning to everyone that whosoever chooses life will have the mercy and the compassion which have been reserved for those that are due for them. You cannot obtain the mercy and the compassion of God by doing and observing what is right in your own sight. You can only be due for mercy and compassion when you do what is right in God's sight. To end this podcast, I confirm to you that there is predestination for righteousness, good, life, and there is also a predestination